Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Apple's new paid-for podcasting announcement already has many skeptics. But Apple has a successful playbook they can follow if they can change the way podcasters think about podcasting. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. For 16 years now, Apple hasn't made any money from podcasting. And it shows. How much time did Tim Apple spend on the announcement this week? One minute. One minute talking about Apple podcasts, which, by the way, is a lot more than previous Apple events. Except for maybe when Steve announced it back in 2005, iTunes 4.7 would support podcasting. But now we have paid subscriptions and Apple is finally giving it the attention that I think we all think it deserves. This is very nicely integrated payment option, right? People can subscribe right there. Listen to the same content. It's, it's frictionless. It's going to be good. Maybe <laughs> we'll see how it works. Already, there's been a lot of speculation out there as to why using Apple paid subscriptions is not quite as good as using other premium channels. And I understand those uh, those, those speculations right in there. And they are correct. You get better connections when you use a different ser service provider because Apple will not be providing you personal details of the people who pay for your stuff. And all that's true. But I'm speculating Apple's purpose behind doing this is a little different. They're not just trying to take over the premium subscription. I, I don't think that's the case at all. I think Apple might actually be trying to replicate the success of the app store in podcasts. Let me tell you what I mean by that. So if we're if we are seen by Apple and Apple wants us to see ourselves more as developers that put content in the app store that can then be monetized, it, it kind of changes our brains just a little bit. Because we're no longer, don't think of us as publishers as in the way that people publish blogs and magazines and articles. Think of us as, again, developers who are putting content into an ecosystem that can then bring in some sort of revenue to the developer. That's us. All, all of the benefits we get from that ecosystem. What benefits might you wonder? Well, you may not know this podcaster, but we all talk about the discoverability problem of podcasting all day long. Well, app developers have the same thing. Because as well, like 5, 10 million different apps in the app store. Finding one is a nightmare. Well, Apple's dev store has a paid 
feature called Apple Search Ad, so that when someone is searching in the app store for certain keywords, then your app, someone's app, is going to come up first, paid listings and paid placement models. Would you pay to have your show come up first when someone searches for a relevant topic or keyword? Maybe you wouldn't, but I can guarantee you a lot of other podcasters will. Developers have different revenue models than podcasters, right? And all of those different revenue models that developers get from Apple's store give a cut back to the Apple store. It happens, right? So if suddenly our shows and our episodes are apps, we have those same monetization options available to us. Monetization options that Apple is very good at cranking up. Because every time a developer makes more money with their app, Apple makes more money with their app. So there is a vested interest in Apple promoting the shows that bring in the highest levels of income, whether that's from straight revenue from from subscriptions or whether it's something else that are available to the app developers. I'm talking advertising here. $15.8 billion. dollars. billion is how much revenue Apple made the first quarter of this year on services, not hardware. Services. Services means Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, uh, iCloud, the App Store. It's projected that they're going to make $89 billion annually just in a couple of years, 2025. And podcasts aren't a part of that equation. They're not a part of that revenue model, or they weren't, or they won't be until May of 2021. After that, suddenly Apple has a vested interest in making podcasting make lots of money. There's a misconception out there that every attempt to paywall podcasting content has failed, but that's not true. A lot of them have fizzled, and yes, some have failed, but some still struggle on with a small base of people who are willing to pay. But none of them, none of them have been Apple. And Apple already has a well-defined, very smooth, well-established buying relationship, commerce relationship between them in the middle and developers on one side and people who want to download content on the other. That's an easy place for podcasting to fit into. Just takes a little bit of a of a paradigm shift, I think, on our part to think about it. Now, Apple is not having an easy time with this rollout. It has been rough. They are getting beat up because it's bad. It's not it's not it's not great. Right. But here's the thing. It's going to work. Apple will get the kinks worked out of this, I promise, probably in the next few days. So I recommend to you that you start reading up. Yes, I'm sure you've read plenty of opinion pieces already, but Apple has some really good info pages which detail exactly what it is you can do with this. So carve out an hour of your time and go read that and see if it doesn't read like they're talking to developers more than podcasters in there as well. Now, as always, I find these deliberations work a lot better with friends. I had a great conversation with some friends about this yesterday. I suggest you share a link to this episode to a friend and then schedule a call so you can all talk about what you think you want to do, because there are a lot of options. 
It's not just do you want money or not. There's more to it than that. So go take some time, read up and learn. And because you can't yet pay me to subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, you can still go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and show me some love that way. <sighs> what an interesting week. Plenty of time to read. Carve some time out of the weekend for it because I shall be back on Monday with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.